Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Trading Without Borders podcast, and this is your host, Omobi. For today's episode, we have a special guest that is with that is going to be with us. We are going to be discussing on some AFCFT issues. She happens to be the first guest on the podcast. So let's welcome Temi Ola Tayo, who is our number one guest on the Trading Without Borders podcast. And she's going to be, we are going to be discussing about the guided trade initiative. But before we go into that, let me just introduce Teniola to the house. Teniola is a policy advisor with a focus on regional integration issues in Africa, including the AFCFTA and wider trade, investment and development policies on the continent. She is currently the Trade Policy Fellow at the Africa Policy Research Institute. She also runs Alloynet Advisors, a policy research and advisory firm. She has previously worked as a consultant with the Institute for Security Studies, Supply Chain Africa, United Nations Development Program, and the West African Think Tank. She has worked as a senior legislative aide with the Nigerian Senate and as a consultant with the Office of the Vice President of Nigeria. She has a master's degree from the London School of Economics, a bachelor's degree from the University of Ghana, and recently completed a fellowship at the European University Institute School of Transnational Government. So let's welcome Teniola to today's episode. Welcome, Teniola. Thank you very much, Amobola. It's a pleasure to be joining you today. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So, Teniola, we're going to be speaking to the Guided Trade um, Initiative. On the 18th of um, May, the Nigerian government inaugurated the onboarding process for businesses and exporters. That's basically to prepare Nigeria for the implementation of the AFCFT. But before we go into that, I'm sure people are wondering what is Guided Trade. Maybe we can just speak to what it is about and just like a bit of introduction of what it is and the countries that are currently trading there and on the next phase of that, okay? Yeah, so the Guided Trade Initiative, um, some people call it the Guided and Facilitated Trade Initiative. I think that's the full name, but then um, the Guided Trade Initiative or the GTI is an interim arrangement, an interim trading arrangement that allows um, countries or participating countries to test uh, the regulatory provisions of the AFCFTA. So, you know, the AFCFTA was launched or its commencement was announced January 2021, but um, some negotiations are still ongoing. So there's a minimum requirement for the rules of origin negotiations, which is under trading goods, the phase one negotiations that hasn't been met, they have to get up to 90% and they are still at 88 point something. So it means that they cannot formally launch you know, the agreement or so trading under the AFCFTA as a legal instrument cannot happen yet. So what the secretary did was that they said, okay, fine, this is not ready yet, but some countries have made more progress with um, submitting their tariff offers. So what they did was to pick up a uh, pool of eight countries across African regions um, and then they set up this um, initiative called the Guided Trade Initiative, where these countries can begin to trade very specific goods. So goods that uh, goods that have their rules of origin already agreed and goods which uh, of which the tariff offers have been submitted. So the sectorates is, you know, guiding the countries to trade 
um in this manner and when you think about it it's like they're holding their hands you know to trade in this manner just so that yeah we can have an early assessment of um what some of the issues may be going forward and just how to begin to address them okay absolutely just to check to test the functionality of the afcfta that's Course, which is a wonderful initiative. So we have um, Cameroon, Egypt, Ghana, Kenya, Mauritius, Rwanda, Tanzania, and Tunisia that have started. That's the first came, I understand. So um, Nigeria launching the guided trade um, onboarding process for business, the scheme. So what does this mean for Nigerian businesses and exporters for the benefit of those that were not even aware or do not even know about it? So I'm just wondering, like, okay, why is Nigeria, why is Nigeria, is Nigeria planning to get on to the next phase? So that's where we will speak to that one. Yes, so, um, I mean, the GTI commerce site was launched uh, last year, October. And Nigeria wasn't one of the countries that was part of the, the GTI. And from what I heard from some sources then was that Nigeria was actually interested in being part of it then, um, but wasn't selected as one of the countries, perhaps for, for different reasons. So there is an intention to expand the GTI um, beyond the eight countries. Even when it was launched uh, last year, the, the head of the secretariat, Wam Kelemene, had said that um, it would likely be expanded, you know. So now there have apparently been um, plans put in place to expand the, the GTI into a second phase with a wider group of countries. And there's been there's been a selection of some countries from different um, African regions that could be part of the second phase. And Nigeria is trying to lobby, you know, to be one of the countries um, included in the second phase of the GTI. So that's why this onboarding process happened. It was part of the AFCFT Secretariat um, series of engagements with very specific countries in okay. some ways to to assess their interest slash readiness in being part of the second phase of the GTI, but also in letting them know what might be required um, in getting ready. So at that session where um, there was a workshop for the onboarding, uh, one of the things that was presented was the, 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 the requirements for obtaining the certificate of origin, you know, even the form that you have to feel as a as a trader as a producer exporter um in nigeria to get the certificate of origin to trade under the asdft rules was there and just how you need to go about things um forms are also shared out to producers and exporters that they have to fill out manually and submit back to the asdft secretariat in nigeria and there were some conversations about um the challenges that we face in nigeria with exporting so the issues of efficiency at the port but you also had representatives from the Port Authority, from the Customs, and they also shared um, some solutions that they put in place to address uh, some of the challenges that were that were explained. And from what I could see, there was a strong interest in uh, from the side of Nigerian producers to export um to the rest of Africa. You know, so they've been doing that to an extent under ECOWAS, so under the ECOWAS trade liberalization scheme but then they have an interest in the wider African market and they are very eager to gain access to these markets. In fact, I heard that uh, not too long ago, some Cameroonian um, traders wanted to import something from Nigeria, but they weren't able to do that because, um, I mean, for different reasons, uh, partly because Nigeria was not able to trade um, those goods under AFCFTA preferences because Nigeria wasn't part of the guided trade initiative. So there is a lot of eagerness, a lot of interest. And uh, I mean, I guess we're hoping that Nigeria will be part of the second phase. Yes, we hope so. This is an absolutely wonderful initiative. And I'm really happy 
that Nigeria has taken such step. So what would um, I'm sure like a business owner and somebody that's interested, like, okay, this year, because I keep getting, and I'm like, eh, okay, so how does the AFCFT benefit me? What am I really supposed to do? And also now that this has been done, the step has been taken, what should I be doing? Or what are the benefits? What are the opportunities? Or should I say the challenges really as a Nigerian business owner? Or do we speak to the steps first that the Nigerians should actually be taking now that the, um, um, the onboarding process has been launched in Nigeria? So it obviously means that yes, Nigeria is ready um, to, 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 to start um, working under the AFC. Not really like, yes, we have not implemented it yet, but Nigeria is also ready. Nigeria also wants to take the step and also help um, Nigerian businesses to be able to trade, take advantage of the benefits that the AFCFTA brings and how can we prepare ourselves? Like, what do you need to do? How do you get more information? The steps to take really as, um, as a Nigerian business owner. With interested in getting into the AFCFTA space. Yes, absolutely. So for those that are interested in being part of this GTI, um, they would have to very quickly reach out to the Nigerian AFCFT Secretariat. So the Nigerian AFCFT, AFCFT Secretariat is the Secretariat of the Nigerian Action Committee for the implementation of the AFCFT. And the Action Committee is a coalition of a couple of different government agencies and ministries that are um, somehow affected or in charge of um, trading across borders in Nigeria, including the Ministry of Trade and Investment. And after reaching out to the secretariat, they'll be given some forms to fill. Um, and then there'll be an assessment of whether the goods that they produce will be qualified to trade under the AFCFT and under the GTI. Because again, the GTI is for a limited set of goods. It's not um all goods it doesn't cover all okay. allowed to trade. No, not at all. It's a very, very in fact it's a very, very small, um, a very specific um set of goods. And these goods are usually based on even um bilateral um arrangements to an extent because first of all it has to be goods um of which the rules of origin negotiations have been completed and then the tariff offers have been submitted by the by the trading by the trading country. So um, it, it's not a wide range of goods. And in this case, for the, the second phase of the GTI, I don't, I'm not sure yet which goods are going to be selected. Um, but I know that um, the Nigerian authorities on their end are also trying to select producers based on those goods, you know, um, because they also want to ensure that the trade can continue. It's a producer that can continue to supply um, the goods. And I'll challenge people that, you know, are interested to actually start the process of talking to the secretariat because while I was at the events um the, the workshop there was um I mean a Nigerian company but then originally from India um that was there saying you know they want to be the first to trade under the <laughs> under the GTI. So it'd be <laughs> interesting to see who ends up being the first um the first company, whether it's going to be the Indian owned uh company Nigerian or whether it's going company. to be you know, yeah, I mean it can be anyone. I don't mind <laughs> the Indian owned company is in Nigeria, but then uh, yeah, it's super interesting to see how that works out. So I think the first point of call really is to reach out to the Nigerian sector. They have a very vibrant um, uh, presence online. They have a website, they have a Twitter page, an Instagram page, LinkedIn. They are very responsive. In fact, if they even reach out to you and if you connect them to me, I can also connect them to the sector and they just need to have a conversation with them. Um, I know the Secretariat is also doing a, a series of engagements um, around, they've been doing a series of a, a series of engagements even across the country for traders, also for SME traders. 
and then they should find out you know if what they produce can qualify for trade under the efcft because don't forget the efcft is for goods produced in africa so you can't really buy something from china then slap a new packaging on it and then trade it under the efcft it's not going to work um, according to the rules of origin so the rules of origin differs for different goods but um depending on what you're trying to trade there's a minimum um, local content requirements um, that that good uh, will we'll need if um, it's going to be allowed to, to trade under ASCST preferences. Thank you for that. Um, if you want to know about the rules of origin, I've actually done some episodes on it and I've broken it down. So you may want to listen to that. And if you're interested in getting through to the AFCFT Secretariat and I get it, that's the first step really. So even if your goods or your products does not meet the requirements for the trading under the GTI, then you can be educated or guided to help you to build capacity how you can get your goods to that extent. So, um, so uh, I'll, the next thing I'll go back, uh, maybe I'll just let Taya share with us is okay, let everybody hear different product. Like, so why should I be interested really in AFCFC? Why can't I just stay in Nigeria here and be doing my thing? What benefit is it for me, really? Why, 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 what is it about it? Yes, I've been hearing about it, but I don't know. I don't know if I can gain any benefit. Or maybe, okay, let's hear from Taya, she can help us with that. Yes, uh, I think it's a question of, you know, economies of scale. So I was talking to a large um, firm. So one of the large firms in Nigeria, one of the large uh, organizations that produce consumer goods. So maybe things like soap, uh, you know, washing detergents, you know, things that we use on a daily basis. I usually have a very, very good um, retail value that, that have huge markets because Depending, it, it doesn't really matter your income level, you still use soap, you know, at the end of the day. And then they were explaining to me that um, one of the reasons why they're interested in the wider African market is because the cost of production in Nigeria is, is, is high, right? So we have issues with electricity, as an example. So you have a lot of producers here that, you know, when the diesel price decided to go up, uh, they they really suffered because the cost of diesel, you know, for running their for their operations started to eat into their their profit margins. And when you have a larger market, it allows you to absorb an even higher cost margin. So it's the theory of economies of scale. The more you produce, um, the less the cost per unit of production, right? Depending on 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 the context that you're working in. And when you have access to the wide African markets and you have good free access that's the key thing because what this producer also let me know was that even though they've always been interested in the white african markets they really couldn't access it because the cost of duties so the tariffs that they would meet at the border entering these markets would erode their competitiveness you know when they enter the market because of the high cost of production in nigeria so by the time they added the cost of production in nigeria to the cost of the tariffs at the borders and then even add a small profit then there was no way that their goods would be able to sell in that market. So the AFCFT would now allow them to enter those markets duty-free, um, which means that they don't have to pay the tariffs. So they, their goods now have a fighting chance in those other markets. So that's why our producers should be interested in the AFCFT. It's just really asking the question, you know, what, what, at what level do you want to play? You know, do you want to continue to just focus on the local markets or do you want to expand your operations in such a way that um, 
you know, you are there's a song that says my papa no be dangote, but there's a lot of people aspire to <laughs> Yeah, to be a well, dangote at some point. So, do you want there. to access the market? Yes, include your, increase your prosperity and just really um, you know, you can hire more people. You can you can play in in bigger spaces, and it's just I think it's a dream of many producers really um, really being able to scale up your production in a way that um it moves beyond the subsistence mm-hmm. level, and then you're even able to make more incomes to reinvest in your business. Um, and even to contribute to the economy in the ways that you can. That's been, so I'm sure, like, if anyone is wondering, but I don't have the capacity. That's why we have the Nigerian, the Secretariat of the Nigeria Bull that come out now. So they can reach out to them, or you can reach out to me, then I'll also connect you to Taya, who can link you up with the AFCFT office. So it basically, there are going to be various skills development that also the various programs that have been held for business owners, capacity building programs to also help you. Yes, the government wants you to trade, expand your network, expand your business, but of course there are challenges as well with businesses. So, and that's why there have been various programs that have been held or that, or that will also still come up for business owners to help them to build capacity to be able to trade. And of course, with the guided trade initiative, you can you can link up with buyers, with sellers in other African, with other African countries. So um, Ty, I'll still go back to the GTI now. So for the countries that are, because I'm sure somebody is wondering, okay, the eight countries that are already participating. So is there any story? Can you share what has happened? What have they done so far? Any challenges or what are the success stories? Can you share that with us? So, I mean, um, they've been trading. There have been announcements of, of exchange of goods, you know, between the countries. I think one challenge uh, they may have faced in implementing that is that the countries are across African regions. So you have Egypt, I think you have Tunisia, you have Ghana, you have Cameroon, I think you have Mauritius, then you have, um, is Kenya part of it? I think, yes, Kenya, uh, you have Tanzania. So these are across African regions and it's more difficult to trade across regions. So it's more expensive. So if it was, for example, within West Africa, ECOWAS, uh, you know that the countries are closer together and you know most regions in Africa already have regional trading arrangements. So the, the road there is clearer. But when you're going across regions, so that's inter-RECs, that's inter-regional economic communities, then it's a bit more difficult. So I, I reckon that there have been a lot of learning um, happening there and just even a lot of um, logistical um, improvements that have had to happen, you know. So perhaps even some logistics companies, shipping companies that may not have moved in a particular direction before are now considering um, those new trading routes. Um, another thing that I can see that is happening, which um, I actually just found out two days ago or so, is that you know there was this platform that was set up by the sectariats, which is a platform for monitoring non-tariff barriers, yes, all trade barriers of Africa. They set it up a while ago, but then it's being used actively, and I think the GTI has even increased um the frequency at which people um people are using them. So people are using the the, the platform rather. So when you go on there, I mean I saw in a presentation recently that you can sometimes even see some of the um, barriers that people have faced at the border. So you have a, a bunch of reports coming from different countries about what they met, you know, when they try to enter a particular country, you know, or when their goods try to enter a particular country. I was seeing, you know, a wide range of reports relating to things like banning of goods or distrust, you know, at, at the at the borders. I, I remember even hearing once that 
um, and I think this was even in the case of Nigeria, although Nigeria is not part of the GTI, where there was reports that the the people at the border said they were not aware of of an arrangement that you know, for example, maybe the the ministry um was was party to. So just the breaking communication sometimes between the people on the ground and the and the policymakers um can affect traders when they get to the border. So I think the the GTI is is increasing the pool of of knowledge and learning on the actual barriers that traders are being met with at the borders, although it's a little bit of an ad hoc arrangement. So most of the trade happening under the GTI is being um is being facilitated one way or the other. And I think there's also growing interest because I read, I think recently that uh, some Tunisian producers finally got their certificate of origin. Yes. So it's amazing. making producers excited. Yes, they're trying, they're now thinking, okay, this is possible. Let me even try, you know, and linked to something that you just said recently, I think there's an opportunity for producers now because there's a lot of interest um, in getting African producers to trade. And then there's a lot of interest, particularly in getting African SMEs to trade and African female-owned SMEs to trade. And what this means is that a lot of organizations are throwing money at these different issues. So they are throwing money at um, trade finance to help SMEs to trade. They are throwing money at um, initiatives to help women-owned businesses to trade. So there's a big opportunity for, for getting finance for um, for your trading for for trading activities at this point, if only um these um producers can explore these opportunities, and these are this is coming from different levels. You have a fund um from the Afrexim Bank, you know, here and there, and even within Nigeria, I'm, I'm very sure that there's different funds that have been set up. I remember um, hearing about one just last week about a fund that's been set up to help also traders um trade under the AFCFTA. So there is some funding out there. There's some support available, whether on the national level or on the, or on the international level. You have um the ITC, the WTO, also throwing money at these things. You know, women in trade, SMEs in trade. So it would be good to take advantage of some of those opportunities that are coming up. Okay, thank you, Tayo. So there you are, I'm sure of the people that have been concerned about the success of the AFC because of the barriers. That Taya has just shared the, the initiatives that they set up for people to report the barriers that they face. This is also to help so that when the AFCFTA comes into full implementation, we have been able to have been able to address some of those issues, and others will also be addressed along the line. Yes, I'm Tunisia. I also remember under the guided trading like last year, Kenya exported under the GTI to MT to Ghana. That was the first trade under the exporting first the first trading deal between Kenya and Ghana. So some trading has been going on under the guided trade initiative. Also for Nigerians that are interested, I think you should not that I think you should get on board and get in touch with the AFCFTA Secretariat Office in Nigeria so they can help you and also prepare you with the right, with the right skills, with the right knowledge and help you to build capacity to be able to trade under the AFCFTA. And yes, there are challenges. Like I tell people when they come up like, oh, you people are so optimistic about, yes, there are challenges. It's a destination and issues will be addressed. That is why the GTI has been set up really. The scheme like, Let's, address, let, let's look at the functionality. What are the challenges? How can we work with it? How do we undo that? I think that's really, so I think we should give kudos to the AFTA secretariat itself, then for different countries, their own um, national coordinating offices or the AFCFTA offices in various um, countries as well that have been trying effort. And like Taya mentioned, she has also, there have been various opportunities that are out there, there are trade finance for estimates, there are 
then also of um, various schemes and initiatives for women-owned business. So if you are a woman-owned business, you need to also go out there. There are a lot of opportunities by various organizations within Nigeria, outside Nigeria, within the region and even international that are bringing them to help um, women-owned businesses and to help you scale and to help you trade under the AFCT. So Tayo, would you have one more? So one more thing from Tayo before we go. So she can just, any advice for Nigerians? What do we need to do? Uh, final from Tayo. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, generally we need to take an interest in this agreement. Um, you know, Nigeria is a big country. We have a lot of uh, problems. <laughs> and uh, what we should realize is that uh, many challenges, it, don't, it, it doesn't mean that we should only focus internally. You know, sometimes, you know, looking at things outside the country can even help you solve things within the country. So we have the unemployment issue. And one of the solutions to the unemployment issue would be to scale up our producers. And one way to scale up our producers so that they can employ more people will be if they can trade. So if you're a small producer, you're struggling with the low incomes here in Nigeria, maybe people are not buying your goods as much as they used to, then now consider that perhaps the answer is to look beyond um, the Nigerian markets, you know, to other African markets and to see if you can use that to even boost your business. But I encourage them to, you know, start to look beyond the beyond the country, which is what the ASSA is about and which is what Pan-Africanism is about. Don't focus too much on only your own nation or your own nation state, um, but then on. consider Africa as your playground, you yes, know, um, and interact with the market. Learn more about other African countries because you need to know about countries before you trade with them, you know, what exactly. is, how do they say hello in Ghana, in Kenya, in Cote d'Ivoire, in oh, South Oh, yes, Africa. that reminds me, Taya. Sorry, people. I was going to tell Taya to actually say yeah. hello to us in Yoruba language. Yeah. <laughs> but she'll be saying that to us as we are, once we round up, she's going to probably be saying that by yes, as we yeah. are rounding up. So, yes, exactly. So, and, yeah, just that Nigerians should know more about their African, other African countries. You know, that's how that's really the idea of African integration. And then from there, we can start to do business with, with each other. That's awesome. And, and like I tell Nigerians, thank you, Taya, for this. Like, if you don't go to other, then once Nigeria starts trading, when the implementation, other Africans are coming also into Nigeria. So, don't remember that. So, you have more competition now, and people and consumers have. We'll have other choices. So we are looking at so how do I upgrade myself or how do I build capacity? So even if exactly. I can because if I don't go out, some people are coming in. So that's the way you should look at it. And you should also look at I always say like collaboration. Even if you cannot, you feel that you don't have the capacity. With all these initiatives that are being set up, really, you can we can connect you, you can be connected to other um partners or buyers or selling in other African but then you can look at ways that you can collaborate for you to be able to trade or do your business and those are the sort of things you should start preparing yourself about so it's not about oh is it going to work it will work one day and I'm really happy that Nigeria has taken the step uh, with this guided trade initiative you can see that the government is concerned about us and really want us to get into this and uh, and we are hopeful that we, are, we pray that I'm very positive about the AFCT. I'm very, even when I, when people say, oh, this and I'm always like, don't worry, it will work. Are there challenges? Yes, we've spoken about it. Taya has spoken about it yet, but that will be addressed and Africa will work. So let's look beyond Nigeria. Let's start looking, thinking African. 
let's look at how we can relate with our African brothers and sisters that are doing businesses and interacting in various ways. So this is where we are going to end this for today's podcast. And as usual, the podcast is just for educational purposes only. Please, if you need expert advice, you can reach out to me or other trade experts. And if you want more information concerning what we have discussed, that you have discussed today, please send me a message. You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Mobola or you can find it. Um, yes, send me a message through the platform that the podcast will be uploaded. And so before we go, Taya is going to be telling us bye-bye in our indigenous language. So Taya, up to you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my indigenous language is, is Yoruba. I guess I can say Odabo. Okay. Odabo to you. Odabo. So that is bye-bye Yoruba language of southwestern yeah. Nigeria. So until next episode, say bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And please remember to subscribe, remember to share, and remember to like the post. And yes, until next episode, thank you very much. And thank you so much, Teniola Tayo, for joining us for today. And Teniola is very special because she's our first guest. I know I've been saying I'm going to bring guests for so being number one, we are saying kudos to Tenny and thank you so much for obliging us with this um, interview. <laughs> and uh, hopefully, maybe some other time we can call on you again, Teniola, and we can <laughs> you know, oblige us. Absolutely. Okay. Thank you for inviting me, and this was yeah. so much fun. Okay, all right. Fun. Thank you very much for everyone. And bye bye. <laughs>